Hello friends. This is a podcast in which I will be reading the study material published by ICSI. In this podcast you will be listening to lesson number 16 which is right to information act. If you have been following the latest study material of 2022 published by ICSI then it is going to be page number 391 in your study material. This chapter outlines introduction right to know the right to information act salient features of the act definitions obligations of public authority designation of public information officers request for obtaining information duties of a pio exemption from disclosure rejection of request partial disclosure allowed information commissions powers of information commissions appellate authorities penalties jurisdiction of courts i will be reading this material in the same pace follow the material with the handwritten notes alongside and try to read the material along with me as you read the material keep your highlighter and a pencil by your side and start highlighting in the places wherever i am trying to repeat the content couple of times i am starting with page number 392 lesson 16 regulatory framework the right to information act 2005 the right to information act 2005 is an act to provide for setting out the practical regime of right to information for citizens to secure access to information under the control of public authorities in order to promote transparency and accountability in the working of every public authority the constitution of a central information commission and state information commission and for matters connected therewith or incidental thereto introduction throughout the world rti is seen by many as the key to strengthening participatory democracy and ensuring more people centered development nearly 70 countries around the world have now adopted comprehensive freedom of information acts to facilitate access to records held by government bodies and other and another 50 have pending efforts in india also the government enacted right to information within brackets RTI act in 2005 which came into force with effect from October 12 2005 right to know before dwelling on the RTI act 2005 mention should be made that in RP limited versus indian express newspapers the supreme court read into article 21 the right to know the supreme court held that right to know is a necessary ingredient of participatory democracy in view of transnational developments when distances are shrinking international communities are coming together for cooperation in various spheres and they are moving towards global perspective in various fields including human rights the expression liberty must receive an expanded meaning the expression cannot be limited to mere absence of bodily restraint it is wide enough to expand to full range of rights including right to hold a particular opinion and right to sustain and nurture that opinion for sustaining and nurturing that opinion it becomes necessary to receive information article 21 confers on all persons a right to know which include a right to receive information it may be pointed out that the right to impart and receive information is a species of the right of right to freedom of speech and expression article 19 1a of our constitution guarantees to all citizens freedom of speech and expression at the same time 
Article 19.2 permits the state to make any law in so far as such law imposes reasonable restrictions on the exercise of the rights conferred by Article 19.1a of the Constitution in the interest of sovereignty and integrity of India, the security of the state, friendly relations with the foreign states, public order, decency, morality, contempt of court, defamation and incitement of offence. Pause. Friends, it is this paragraph that I would want you to pause and listen once more because this is the core content of the chapter, which we are going to once again read in the later part of the chapter as information which are exempted from being punished under RTI. So the core of the chapter has its origin from the Constitution of India. Continue. Thus, a citizen has a right to receive information and that right is derived from the concept of freedom of speech and expression comprised in Article 19.1a. The state is not only under an obligation to respect the fundamental rights of the citizen, but it is equally under an obligation to ensure conditions under which these rights can meaningfully and effectively be enjoyed by one and all. Right to freedom of speech and expression in Article 19.1a carries with it the right to propagate and circulate one's view and opinions subject to reasonable restrictions as mentioned above. The prerequisite for enjoying this right is knowledge and information. Information adds something new to our awareness and removes vagueness of our ideas. The Right to Information Act 2005 The Right to Information Act 2005 provides an effective framework for evacuating the right to information recognized under Article 19 of the Constitution. It may be pointed out that the Right to Information Bill was passed by the Lok Sabha on May 11, 2005 and by the Rajya Sabha on May 12, 2005 and received the assent of the President of country on June 15, 2005. The Act considered as watershed legislation is the most significant milestone in the history of Right to Information movement in India, allowing transparency and autonomy and access to accountability. Salient Features of the Act the RTI Act extends to whole of India. It provides a very definite day for its commencement, that is 120 days from enactment. It shall apply to all public authorities. All citizens shall have the right to information subject to provisions of the Act. The public information officers, assistant public information officers will be responsible to deal with the request for information and also to assist persons seeking information fee will be payable by the applicant depending on the nature of information sought. Certain categories of information have been exempted from disclosure under Section 8 and Section 9 of the Act. Intelligence and security agencies specified in Schedule 11 to the Act have been exempted from the ambit of the Act, subject to certain conditions. Objective As stated above, the RTA Act confers on all citizens a right to information. The Act provides for setting out the practical regime of right to information for citizens to secure access to information held by public authorities to promote transparency and accountability in the working of every public authority. In the case of Anjali Bharadwaj versus others versus Union of India and others in red petition dated February 15, 2019, the Honorable Supreme Court of India observed that there is a definite link between right to information and good governance. In fact, the RTA Act itself lays emphasis on good governance and recognizes that it is one of the objectives which the said Act seeks to achieve. The RTA Act would reveal that four major elements and objectives required to ensure good governance are greater transparency in functioning of public authorities, 
inform citizenry for promotion of partnership between citizens and the government in decision making process implement in accountability and performance of the government and reduction in corruption in the government departments the right to information therefore is not only a constitutional right of the citizens but there is now a legislation in the form of rta act which provides a legal regime for people to exercise their fundamental right to information and to access information from public authorities the very preamble of the act captures the importance of this democratic right which reads as democracy requires an informed citizenry and transparency of information which are vital to its functioning and also to common and also to contain corruption and to hold governments and their instrumentalities accountable to the governed this act is enacted not only to subserve and ensure freedom of speech on proper implementation it has the potential to bring about good governance which is the integral part of any vibrant democracy attaining good governance is also one of the visions of the constitution question which of the following is provided with right to know under rta act 2005 residents people all persons having age of at least 21 years citizens the correct answer is citizens definitions the meaning of important terms has been incorporated under section 2 of the rta act these have been discussed here in below public authority means any authority or body or institution of self government established or constituted by or under the constitution by any other law made by the parliament by and other law made by state legislature by notification issued or order made by the appropriate government and includes any body owned controlled or substantially financed non government organization substantially financed directly or indirectly by funds provided by the appropriate government record includes any document manuscript or file any microfilm microfiche and facsimile facsimile copy of a document any reproduction of image or images embodied in such microfilm whether enlarged or not and any other material produced by a computer or any other device information means any material in any form including records documents memos emails opinions advices press releases circulars orders log books contracts reports papers samples models data material held in any electronic form right to information means the right to information accessible under this act which is held by or under the control of any public authority and includes the right to taking notes extracts or certified copies of documents or records inspection of work documents records taking certified sample of material obtaining information in the form of diskettes floppies tapes video cassettes or in any other electronic mode or through printouts where such information is stored in a computer or in any other device Section 3 of the Act provides that, subject to the provisions of this Act, all citizens shall have the right to information. Third party definition means a person other than the citizen making a request for information and includes a public authority. Obligations of public authority: Every public authority under the Act has been entrusted with a duty to maintain records and publish manuals, rules, regulations, instructions, etc. in its possession as prescribed under the act section 4 subsection 1 clause a as per section 4 1b every public authority has to publish within 120 days of the enactment of this act the particulars of its organization functions and duties 
the powers and duties of its officers and employees the procedure followed in its decision making process including channels of supervision and accountability the norms set by it for the discharge of its functions the rules regulations instructions manuals and records used by its employees for discharging its functions a statement of the categories of the documents held by it or under its control the particulars of any arrangements that exist for consultation with or representation by the members of the public in relation to the formulation of policy or implementation thereof a statement of the boards councils committees and other bodies consisting of two or more persons constituted by it additionally information as to whether the meetings of these are open to the public or the minutes of such meetings are accessible to the public a directory of its officers and employees the monthly remuneration received by each of its officers and employees including the system of compensation as provided in its regulation the budget allocated to each of its agency indicating the particulars of all plans proposed expenditures and reports on disbursements made the manner of execution of subsidy programs including the amounts allocated and the details of beneficiaries of such programs particulars of recipients concessions recipients of concessions permits or authorizations granted by it details of the information available to or held by it reduced in an electronic form the particulars of facilities available to citizens for obtaining information including the working hours of the library or the reading room if any maintained for public use the names designations and other particulars of the public information officers such other information as may be prescribed and thereafter update the publications every year designation of public information officer pio every public authority has to designate in all administrative units or offices central or state public information officers to provide information to persons who have made a request for the information designate at each level sub divisional level or sub district level central assistant or state assistant public information officers to receive applications for information or appeals for forwarding the same to the central or state public information officers no reason to be given by the person making request for information except those that may be necessary for contacting him section 5 request for obtaining information The act specifies the manner in which request may be made by a citizen to the authority for obtaining the information. It also provides for transferring the request to the other concerned public authority who may hold the information. Pause right here. Students, please note that the paragraphs that I am going to read currently are very important ones for you to progress with answering a question on RTI in the examination. these are called as the core of the chapter all provisions which explains the rights of a citizen of india and the duties of a public information officer and that of the central and state commissions and the exempted list of information are extremely important from the exam point of view may i request you to kindly notice the language of the content in the study material very meticulously and highlight them wherever required from now on continue application is to be submitted in writing or electronically with prescribed fee to public information officer pio information to be provided within 30 days and within 35 days where the request is given to assistant pio and within 40 days of if the interest of third party is involved and this 40 day included maximum period plus time given to the party to make representation
and it is 48 hours where life or liberty is involved note time taken for calculation and intimation of fees excluded from from the time frame 2 no action on application for 30 days is a deemed refusal 3 no fee for delayed response example a public authority received rta application from x the information sought for the concerns the information sought for concerns the life or liberty of y how much time is provided for providing the information to this rti application it is 48 hours where life or liberty of a person is involved duties of a pio pio shall deal with requests from person seeking information and where the request cannot be made in writing to render reasonable assistance to the person to reduce the same in writing if the information requested for is held by or its subject matter is closely connected with the function of another public authority the pio shall transfer within 5 days the request to that other public authority and inform the applicant immediately pio may seek the assistance of any other officer for the proper discharge of his or her duties pio on receipt of a request shall expeditiously as possible and in any case within 30 days of the receipt of the request either provide the information on payment of such fees as may be prescribed or reject the request for any of the reasons specified in section 8 or section 9 pause students should kindly note that section 8 and 9 are the critical sections of this chapter which talks about the exempted information continue where the information requested for concerns the life or liberty of a person the same shall be provided within 48 hours of the receipt of the request if the pio fails to give his decision on the request within the period specified he shall be deemed to have refused the request where a request has been rejected the pio shall communicate to the requester the reasons for rejection the period within which appeal against such rejection may be preferred and the particulars of the appellate authority PIO shall provide information in the form in which it is sought unless it would disappropriate disproportionately divert the resources of the public authority or would be detrimental to the safety or preservation of the record in question in allowing partial access the PIO shall give a notice to the applicant informing that only part of the record requested after severance of the record containing information which is exempt from disclosure is being provided to the reasons for the decision including any findings on any material question of fact referring to the material on whose on which those findings were based the name and designation of the person giving the decision the details of the fees calculated by him or her and the amount of fee which the applicant is required to deposit and his or her rights with respect to review of the decision regarding non disclosure of part of the information the amount of fee charged or the form of access provided if information sought has been supplied by third party or is treated as confidential by that third party the pio shall give a written notice to the third party within 5 days from the receipt of the request third party must be given a chance to make a representation before pio within 10 days from the date of receipt of such notice honorable supreme court of india in central board of secondary education and anr versus aditya bandopadhya and ors observe that indiscriminate and impractical demands or directions under rta act for disclosure of 
all and sundry information within brackets unrelated to transparency and accountability in the functioning of public authorities and eradication of corruption would be counterproductive as it will adversely affect the efficiency of the administration and result in the executives getting bogged down with the non-productive work of collecting and furnishing information. The act should not be misused or abused to become a tool to obstruct the national development and integration or to destroy the peace, tranquility and harmony amongst its citizens. Nor should it be converted into a tool of oppression or intimidation of honest officials striving to do their duty. The nation does not want a scenario where 75% of the staff of the public authorities spend 75% of their time in collecting and furnishing information to applicants instead of discharging their regular duties. The threat of penalties under the RTI Act and the pressure of the authorities under the RTI Act should not lead to employees of a public authority prioritizing information publishing at the cost of their normal regular duties. Further, the Honorable Supreme Court of India observed that the RTA Act provides access to all information that is available and existing. This is clear from a combined reading of Section 3 and the definitions of information and right to information under clauses F and J of Section 2 of the Act. If a public authority has any information in the form of data or analyzed data or abstracts or statistics, an applicant may access such information subject to the exemptions in section number 8 of the Act. But where the information sought is not part of a record of the public authority and where such information is not required to be maintained under any law or rules of the regulation of the public authority, the Act does not cast an obligation upon the public authority to collect or collate such non-available information and then furnish it to an applicant. Pause. Students may please note that RTA Act is not expecting a public authority to carry out a research on behalf of the citizen. It only wants the public authority to furnish whatever ready-made information is available with them and be transparent about what they are doing. Continue. A public authority is not required to furnish information which require drawing of inferences or making of assumptions. It is also not required to provide advice or opinion to an applicant nor required to obtain and furnish any opinion or advice to the applicant. The reference to opinion or advice in the definition of information in section 2 sub clause F of the Act only refers to such material available in the records of the public authority. Many public authorities have as a public relation exercise provide advice, guidance and opinion to the citizens. But that is purely voluntary and should not be confused with the obligation under RTI Act. Exemption from Disclosure Pause. Students may please have a finger count of the list of items that is going to be read right now. This forms the main core of the Act. Continue. Certain categories of information have been exempted from disclosure under the Act. These are Disclosure prejudicially affecting where disclosure prejudicially affects the sovereignty and integrity of India, the security, strategic, scientific or economic interest of the state, relation with foreign state or lead to incitement of an offence. Expressly forbidden by court or tribunal. Information which has been expressly forbidden by any court or tribunal or the disclosure of which may constitute contempt of court. Third item. Breach of privilege of parliament or state legislature. 
where disclosure would cause a breach of privilege of parliament to the state legislature. 4. Harming competitive position. Information including commercial confidence, trade secrets or intellectual property where disclosure would harm competitive position of a third party or available to a person in his fiduciary relationship unless larger public interest so warrants. 5. Confidence from a third party. Information received in confidence from a foreign government. 6. Disclosures endangering life or physical safety. Information, the disclosure of which endangers life or physical safety of any person or identifies confidential source of information or assistance. Impede the process of investigation or apprehension or prosecution. Information that would impede the process of investigation or apprehension or prosecution of offenders. Cabinet papers. Cabinet papers including records of deliberations of the Council of Ministers, Secretaries and other officers. Pause. Students should observe there are 8 exemptions totally listed in section 8 which talks about exempted list of information. Section number is 8 and the number of items in the list is also 8. Continue. Question. NCLT forbids an information to be shared under RTA Act 2005. Is it exempted under Right to Information Act 2005? The answer is yes. Information which has been expressly forbidden by any court or tribunal or the disclosure of which may constitute contempt of court. Provided that the decisions of Council of Ministers, the reasons thereof and the material on the basis of which the decisions were taken shall be made public after the decision has been taken and the matter is complete or over. Provided further that those matters which come under the exemption specified in this section shall not be disclosed. Personal information which would cause invasion of privacy unless larger public interest justifies it. Rejection of request. The public information officer has been empowered to reject a request for information where an infringement of a copyright subsisting in a person would be involved. Pause. Students should mark section number 9 as very important. There have been times the institute has questioned the students about what are the information under RTA Act apart from those specified under section 8 which can be treated as exempted information. And the answer will be information in section number 9 which is matters involving infringement of copyright. Continue. Partial disclosure allowed. Section 10 of the RTA Act on under section 10 of the RTA Act only that part of the record which does not contain any information which is exempt from disclosure and which can reasonably be served from any part that contains exempt information may be provided. As per section 10 of the Act, if the request for access to information is rejected on the ground that it is in relation to the information which is exempt from disclosure, in that event access may be provided to that part of the record which does not contain any information which is exempt from disclosure under this act and which can be reasonably severed from any part that contains exempt information. Who is excluded? The act excludes central intelligence, security agencies specified in second schedule like IB, RAW, Directorate of Revenue Intelligence, Central Economic Intelligence Bureau, Directorate of Enforcement, Narcotics Control Bureau, Aviation Research Center, Special Frontier Force, BSF, CRPF, 
आईटीबीपी सीआईएसएफ एनएसजी असम राइफल्स स्पेशल सर्विस ब्यूरो स्पेशल ब्रांच सीआईडी अंदमान एंड निकोबार द क्राइम ब्रांच सीआईडी सीबी दादरा एंड नागर हवेली एंड स्पेशल ब्रांच लक्षद्वीप पुलिस एजेंसी स्पेसिफाइड बाय द स्टेट गवर्नमेंट्स थ्रू अ नोटिफिकेशन विल आल्सो बी एक्सक्लूडेड the exclusion however is not absolute and these organizations have an obligation to provide information pertaining to allegations of corruption and human rights violations further information relating to allegations of human rights violation shall be given only with the approval of central information commission within 45 days from the date of the receipt of request pause students should read this paragraph once again This paragraph is very relevant for the examination as it clearly see says that these are the organizations which are generally exempt from being known as a public authority to provide information but there are two exemptions to it if it is a matter involving corruption or human rights violation then the exemption is not going to apply on them as well continue reading information commissions the act envisages constitution of central information commission and the state information commissions Central Information Commission (CIC) is to be constituted by the central government through a gazette notification. The CIC consists of Chief Information Commissioner and Central Information Commissioners, not exceeding ten. These shall be appointed by the President of India on the recommendations of a committee consisting of Prime Minister, who is the chairman of the committee, the leader of the opposition in Lok Sabha, and a Union Cabinet Minister to be nominated by the Prime Minister. The Chief Information Commissioner and Information Commissioners shall be persons of eminence in public life and wide knowledge and experience in law, science, technology, social service, management, journalism, mass media, or administration and governance. CIC and IC shall not be a member of Parliament or member of the Legislature of any state or union territory. He shall not hold any other office of profit or connected with any political party. or carrying on any business or pursuing any profession the general superintendent's direction and management of the affairs of the commission west with west in the chief information commissioner who shall be assisted by the information commissioners commission shall have its headquarters in delhi other officers may be established in other parts of the country with the approval of the central government commission will exercise its powers without being subjected to directions by any other authority Pause. Students may note that these are called as administrative provisions in any legislation. It is generally impracticable that they are covered in the classroom lectures as part of the curriculum. Administrative provisions are best learned when it is being read from the material. As you read from the material, make sure you use your highlighter to note the key points, which reads that the constitution is by the president. and it is spearheaded by the prime minister and it also has a role for the parties or the opposition parties leader you should also be noting that the person who can be nominated for the position cannot be someone who is politically involved he has to be a neutral character pay attention to these fine details and continue learning continue term of office and conditions of service of central information commission The Central Information Commission shall hold office for such term as may be prescribed by the central government and shall not be eligible for reappointment provided that no chief information commissioner shall hold office as such 
after he has attained the age of 65 years every information commissioner shall hold office for such term as may be prescribed by the central government or till he attains the age of 65 years whichever is earlier and shall not be eligible for reappointment as such information commissioner provided that every information commission shall on vacating his office under this subsection be eligible for reappointment as the chief information commissioner in the manner specified in section 12 provided further that where the information commissioner is appointed as the chief information commissioner his term of office shall not be more than 5 years in aggregate as the information commissioner and the chief information commissioner the chief information commissioner or an information commissioner shall before he enters upon his office make and subscribe before the president or some other person appointed by him in that behalf an oath or affirmation according to the form set out for the purpose in the first schedule the chief information commissioner or an information commissioner may at any time by writing under his hand address to the president resign from his office provided that the chief information commissioner or an information commissioner may be removed in the manner specified under section 40 the salaries and allowances payable to and other terms and conditions of service of the chief information commissioner and the information commissioners shall be such as may be prescribed by the central government the central government shall provide the chief information commissioner and the information commissioners with such officers and employees as may be necessary for the efficient performance of their functions under this act and the salaries and allowances payable to and the terms and conditions of service of the officers and other employees appointed for the purpose of this act shall be such as may be prescribed state information commission the state information commission will be constituted by the state government through a gazette notification the state information commission consists of one state chief information commissioner SCIC and not more than 10 state information commissioner pause students should note that both at central level and at state level we have one presiding commissioner which is the chief information commissioner and we have multiple subordinates which is the information commissioners so basically there are two ranks continue term of office other members include the leader of opposition in the legislative assembly and one cabinet minister nominated by the chief minister term of office and conditions of service of state information commission the state information commission shall hold office for such term as may be prescribed by the central government and shall not be eligible for reappointment provided that no state chief information commissioner shall hold office as such after he has attained the age of 65 years Every state information commissioner shall hold office for such term as may be prescribed by the central government or till he attains the age of 65 years whichever is earlier and shall not be eligible for reappointment as such state information commissioner provided that every state information commissioner shall on vacating his office under this subsection be eligible for reappointment as the state chief information commissioner in the manner specified in subsection 3 of 15 provided further that where the state information commissioner is appointed as the state chief information commissioner his term of office shall not be more than 5 years in the aggregate as a state information commissioner and the state chief information commissioner 
the state information commissioner or a state information commissioner sorry the state chief information commissioner or a state information commissioner shall before he enters the office make and subscribe before the governor or such other person appointed by him in that behalf an oath or affirmation according to the form set out for the purpose of the first schedule the state chief information commissioner or a state information commissioner may at any time by writing under his hand address to the governor resign from his office provided that the state chief information commissioner or a state information commissioner may be removed in the manner specified under schedule sorry section 17 the salaries and allowances payable to and other terms and conditions of service of the state chief information commissioner and state information commissioner shall be such as may be prescribed by the central government the state government shall provide the state chief information commissioner and the state information commissioners with such officers and employees as may be necessary for the efficient performance of their functions under this act and the salaries and allowances payable to and the terms and conditions of the service of the officers and other employees appointed for the purpose of this act shall be such as may be prescribed powers of information commissions the central information commission state information commission has a duty to receive complaints from any person pause students should note that these are basically the functions or the power that vests with the commissions this is different from the duties of a pio which you saw earlier in the beginning of the chapter continue non appointment of pio who has not been able to submit an information request because a pio has not been appointed two refusal of information who has been refused information that was requested three who has received no response to his or her information request within the specified time limits four unreasonable fees who thinks the fees charged are unreasonable five incomplete or misleading information who thinks information given is incomplete or false or misleading 6 any other matter any other matter relating to obtaining information under this law if the commission feels satisfied an enquiry may be initiated and while initiating an enquiry the commission has same powers as vested in a civil court the central information commission or the state information commission during the enquiry of any complaint under this act may examine any record which is under the control of the public authority and no such record may be withheld from it on any grounds appellate authorities pause students should note the difference between courts and appellate authorities courts are the formal judicial system in the country appellate authorities or tribunals are inbuilt systems that are developed within a particular legislation they basically are known as quasi judicial bodies continue any person who does not receive a decision within the specified time or is aggrieved by a decision of a pio may file an appeal under the act officer senior in rank to the pio first appeal first appeal to the officer senior in rank to the pio in the concerned public authority within 30 days from the expiry of the prescribed time limit or from the receipt of the decision delay may be condoned by the appellate authority if sufficient causes shown two central information commission or the state information commission second appeal 
second appeal to the central information commission or the state information commission as the case may be within 90 days of the date on which the decision was given or should have been made by the first appellate authority delay may be condoned by the commission if sufficient cause was so shown third party appeal third party appeal against pio's decision must be filed within 30 days before the first appellate authority and within 90 days of the decision on the first appeal before the appropriate information commission which is the second appellate authority burden of proving the denial of information was justified lies with the pio first appeal shall be disposed of within 30 days from the date of its receipt or within such extended period not exceeding a total of 45 days from the date of filing thereof for reasons to be recorded in writing time period could be extended by 15 days if necessary pause students must try to understand the meaning of the term condoned by the commission if sufficient causes shown which is put in brackets in both the two play in two places that you see above which means if a party has got justifiable reasons to file an appeal beyond the stipulated period and if he is able to explain it to the commission then the commission should be able to provide them extra grace time continue penalties pause students should note penalty is a very very important segment of any legislation while it is practically impossible to remember the numbers inside the penalty we should at least be able to recollect and remember the reasons why penalties are being enforced continue section 20 of the act imposes stringent penalty on a public information officer for failing to provide information every pio will be liable for a fine of rupees 250 per day up to a maximum of 25000 rupees for one not accepting an application two delaying information release without reasonable cause three maliciously denying information four knowingly giving incomplete incorrect misleading information five destroying information that has been requested and six obstructing furnishing of information in any manner the information commission ic at the center and at the state levels will have the power to impose this penalty they can also recommend disciplinary action for violation of the law against the pio for persistently failing to provide the information without any reasonable cause within the specified period jurisdiction of courts as per section 23 lower courts are barred from entertaining suits or applications against any order made under this act role of central and state government Section 26 contemplates the role of central and state governments. It authorizes central and state government to develop and organize educational programs to advance the understanding of public, in particular of disadvantaged communities, as to how to exercise the rights contemplated under this Act. Encourage public authorities to participate in the development and organization of programs referred to in Clause A and to undertake such programs themselves. promote timely and effective dissemination of accurate information by public authorities about their activities and train central public information officers and state public information officers as the case may be of public authorities and produce relevant training materials for use by the public authorities themselves with this this chapter comes to an end 
I request students to give your give your time and read the lesson round up part on your own without closing the book at this stage and also continue reading the glossary part and try the self test questions at the end of this chapter with this we will be completing right to information act one round of preparation thank you meet you in the next chapter